Welcome to this week's episode of Time Mattered On. We've got a plenty to get into, Tom. A, a, a busy weekend of football that has just been. We were down at Fulham. Lovely afternoon on the Thames. Lovely place to watch football in it, Fulham. I could uh, obviously get used to that. Not not been to that part of London to watch Forest in terms of Fulham, but um, not a bad little venue, is it? Nice little Saturday. Yeah, nice little Saturday. Weather was all right. Um, nice little, nice little pub crawl for for me down the down the river. Yeah, well, pub crawlish, yeah. couple of pubs. Um, yeah, but no, no, it was nice. I mean, obviously that neck of the woods is. Um, obviously, living down south, I don't really venture west that often. But um, yeah, a, a nice, a nice little pre-match. Don't let you out the posh part of London. Don't let you in no. the posh part of London. Don't, don't let you out. Don't let you in. Keep you east, mate. Keep you with the riffraff of the rest yeah. of the world. But um, yeah, you did have a little very different, uh, very different sassy for me. I took my uh, took took my five year old to her first away game, which was uh, an eye opening experience for her. So I missed the pub crawl and obviously met you in the ground. And um, she had a great time. Absolutely loved it. Even now, four days on, still singing Forest songs and talking about it. So I feel like that was uh, mission accomplished on that one. Um, and she's already asking to go to the city game this weekend, which I'm not sure we will. Uh, she we will be doing, but it's great for her. She she loved it. But um, interesting ground, interesting concourse, mixed concourse. I was not expecting that whatsoever. That's how genteel uh, the venue was. There wasn't really much. Um, the atmosphere was flat from a Fulham point of view, and you can see why they used to have a neutral zone, can't you? It was all very very nice, which is which is great in a way, I suppose. But. Uh, very unusual for a football ground. <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I just think you know, I was thinking of ringing child child abuse support line because I think you getting her into football is uh, especially for us. It's a dangerous game. Mm. Quite honestly, a dangerous game. She wasn't happy when we left. We travelled down with her friend who's a Fulham fan, and um, the fact my five year old had the arse on the fact that Forest didn't win, I'm taking that as a really good sign, but it made for a really interesting journey home for uh, for the two hours that it took to get home from there. She wouldn't, she wouldn't, she wouldn't even eat the crisps. She she wouldn't eat, eat no, no, she carried that on as well on Sunday. I was like, why didn't you eat the crisps that uh, that Tom got you? He's like, nah, not eating them full of crisps. I was like, good on you. We've, we've started her early. She's... Uh, She's well into the groove of, of life. Been a Sub the posh crisps. Sub yeah, the posh crisps. Been to two games and she's not seen us win and she keeps asking when she's going to see us win. And I said, you better get used to this. Stick, to monster, to, stick to monster munch. <laughs> get used to life as a Forest fan. But um, London away games, we've obviously got West Ham coming. I feel like that's going to be a very different occasion and venue. Uh, West Ham versus, uh, compared to Fulham, if you like. It's going to be... Uh, Going to be interesting, but a lot of London away games on the horizon. Spurs not long after that. Um, it's good. It's good. I'm enjoying it. It's good for us. It's good for us. I mean, I pretty much live right next door to the West Ham Stadium, and the Spurs Stadium's only a, a short train train ride away. So, um, yeah, you know, they're they're always good good away days. Um, but I suppose you know the the next one, the, the West Ham one, will be big. You know, big for for us because of, of where we live. But it's big for the Big for the football big as well in terms of the result. Big for the season. Should we get into mm. it? Should we talk about the 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 match itself, the Fulham game, um, the first league defeat of twenty twenty three, which you know sitting here mid February is is in one sense pleasing, but obviously disappointing in terms of the, the I suppose the overall performance and how the match panned out. I mean, 
Overall thoughts, Tom, on, on the game itself on Saturday. Um, what was your lasting impressions of um, of Saturday afternoon? I think my um, my impressions were that the first half we kind of left off, you know, albeit we we beat Leeds. Um, I think we can all admit that, that the performance against Leeds wasn't top top draw. The game we we admitted was was a difficult one. It was probably more of a battle between two teams at the bottom. Um, and I just felt like Forrest hadn't hadn't shrugged that off if you like the first half was wasn't great from Forest. I don't think I don't think they were able to play the kind of football that we'd maybe seen in a few games before that um, and they just couldn't get the ball down and, and, and take the game you know albeit Fulham are doing well they're, they're still Fulham and, and they still have the team that, that they have which ultimately you know they are would like to think their fans would admit they're, they're punching their weight this season so albeit we knew it was going to be a difficult away day and maybe didn't expect loads from it, you, you still wanted the, you know Forrest to, to have a bit more of a game with them in that first half. The second half was improved and it was probably, you know, as a, as a result of the, the substitutions that, that were made um, that did that. And I think that's good to see, you know, that, that we're seeing that Forrest have options. But ultimately, in the whole, in the whole game, Forrest, you know, albeit the second half, we did a lot better and competed. The you know they still still couldn't create create much, which is obviously not what you need in that game. Albeit you know we knew that this this Fulham game and, and the upcoming game against Man City were were probably going to be more difficult occasions than the likes of Southampton, Leicester, Leeds, uh, West Ham, Everton. So um, yeah, it, it was just a difficult difficult afternoon in the office, but there were some some positives there. Yeah, I think there were definitely positive. I think you you're right in the sense that yes, it's Fulham. Obviously, Fulham came up with Forest last year, but obviously won the league at an absolute canter last year. They've been really, really impressive right from the the, the off. Fulham have been right uh, on it, if you like, this season. And you knew it was going to be a, a tough away game, but you wanted Forest to come out of the traps and and and, and not go at them because they've got to game manage, especially when you're away from home in the Premier League but at least go toe-to-toe with them. And I think, first off, I mean, look, let, let's be honest, it, Forrest were rocked by having to make two substitutions after five or six minutes with, with both centre-halves coming off the pitch, which we'll talk about in a minute. But that obviously didn't help and, and perhaps potentially knock them out of their rhythm a little bit. But I don't think you can necessarily make an excuse going forwards in terms of, of how much that, that affected them in terms of the, the midfield and the forwards were, were the same and, and were unaffected, if you like, from that point of view. So I think Forrest struggled to get a hold of the ball. It was the same as the Leeds game, but different in the sense that we could almost excuse the Leeds performance because Leeds, as we said last week, were just mental about how they go about their play and, and, and credit to Leeds in terms of their energy levels and how they disrupt and get around and, and, and get on the high press. Um, and you saw that actually Leeds, Leeds followed through in terms of the performance against Forest, played Man United and obviously watching both of those games. Leeds were quite impressive, if you like, in terms of the press. So you can kind of understand and we excused it on the pod last week, if you like, in terms of how Forest went about the game. But I suppose the concern would be in that first half on Saturday that it was very much same again. Forest couldn't really get on the ball. And when they did get on the ball... They couldn't find a red shirt. I lost count in that first half how many times Forrest underhit passes, which was just was just as the basics of play. Because actually, when they did get on the ball and did play the ball, even in that first half, Forrest Forrest did get at Fulham, albeit without creating a lot of chances. There was the, the, the Chris Wood 
effort in the first half that he nearly got on the end of. So there were chances there. I, I think you're right. Second half, it's almost you know classic uh, case of getting in at half time. Steve Cooper having a word with the lads and um, and, and obviously re-energising and, and, and obviously going out with a, a game plan to, to claw themselves back into the game. And it was a completely different second half. I, I actually thought Forrest was superb second half. I thought they did everything other than put the ball in the back of the net, which is unfortunately what obviously the name of the game is. But they had three or four really good chances. The Aurier header um, was obviously the best of the bunch. And, and, and uh, Dennis having a couple of chances that, that he probably should have done better with. Um, if not probably, should have definitely done better with both of those chances. So there are positives that Forrest can take out of it. Um, and I think moving forward, I, I think we'll talk about the reaction to the defeat a little later on. But there were plenty of positives to take out of that second half performance. But I think the one thing that we can't get away from, Tom, and you talked about big games on the horizon and West Ham being one of those, Forrest need to do better away from home. We, we've said it for so long, obviously only one win, on the road this season, away at Southampton. But Forest have got to, you know, they've got to start picking up some points, albeit a point here and there. Because Fulham was definitely a game, whilst difficult, you'd have identified that one to go. Forest go and put up performance. Forest are more than capable of getting something from Craven Cottage. Yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, the aim of the game will be to pick up more points away from our 100%. I think we always knew going into the season that the home form was going to be vital because of the the atmosphere that can be built at the city ground and ultimately a, a promoted team does tend to struggle away from home in away points are in any league harder to pick up than, than, than at home. But, um, you know, I think Forrest have picked up five points so far away from home and obviously over, over the course of those games, I mean, some of the, the away games that they've had have been really difficult. Newcastle being the first game of the season, we didn't know how strong Newcastle probably were at that point. But we knew it was going to be a difficult affair. And, uh, you know, lost and, and going away to Man City and losing was always going to be difficult. And Arsenal and Man United. So they've not had loads of, you know, what you would call, um, you know, away games where you can pick up points. And, and the ones that they are, you know, Southampton, they won. Everton, they got a point. Uh, Bournemouth, Bournemouth, they got a point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they've not done it. There was that sticky patch, wasn't there, where, you know, maybe Forest if they were the team that they are now, they could have gone to Wolves and got something. They could have gone to Leicester and not lost 4-0. Um, so it's probably those couple of games that has really affected probably the, the over, overall look of Forest away form. Um, it's probably not as awful as, as, as people think. It'll be the games coming up against West Ham, Everton. Um, who else we got? Palace on the last day of the yeah, season. Maybe even, day. maybe even Brentford, you know. They will be the ones that can hopefully help Forest pick up a few points because some teams have had the easier away games already in in their in their patch of fixtures and maybe um, have had have had you know the, the reverse to, to what Forest have had so far home and away. So that 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 picture could easily pick up. Mm. They've just got to probably get out the the mentality of, of of where they are right now in terms of the away situation because I think it does feel a little bit like. Uh, a sticking point, you know, for, for everyone, the fans, obviously Steve Cooper's noticed it and keeps on talking about it. Um, I think it's just something that they need to get over that hurdle. If, if you can pick up, uh, you know, whether it be a, a solid three points or a lucky three points away from home, then that, that just puts you in a lot better stead um, in terms of your record for the season so far. But yeah, I agree with that. And, and I, 
walking away from Fulham on, on Saturday, it wasn't one of those way games where you walk away and you think, we've been handsomely beaten here and, and we'll take it and we'll move on. There were genuine, as I say, positives to come out of it. And I thought second half, I thought it was a matter of time that before Forrest got the equaliser. Obviously, the second goal, you leave yourself open for the counter and, and, and Fulham pull it to bed right at the at the death. But there was enough there for me to think, right, Forrest is, you know, are progressing in terms of their performances on the road. And if they can just get at it from the off, which I know is easier said than done, then there's definitely points there for them to be taken. Fully, fully agree with you in terms of um, the level, the, the quality of opposition that Forrest have played away from home. And that will start to change, not ease, but it, but it will um, not fully ease, but there obviously will be slight different on the flip side. Therefore, your home, your home um, games become harder, which is something that obviously mm-hmm. Forrest will, ha- will have to be aware of because it's going to be ultimately, as you said, the home form that, that probably gets Forrest over the line if they can go over the line. But I think mentality and approach, you know, it's something that they'll, they'll, they will need to work on. I think mean, on your point around, you know, and we've said one win away from home. I think someone on Twitter yesterday posted a stat that, that I saw that was, you know, the vast majority of the bottom half of the league have only won twice away from home. At least, well, no more than twice away from home. So far as aren't a million miles off. It's the draws, isn't it? You, you know, know that's the, point, the thing. Isn't it? You, yeah. You know, we're sat here now looking at what potentially said we need three wins and a, and a few draws. If you can just start to eke out, Brighton away was a perfect example. Forest weren't great on that night, but they they went there and they eked out the point. And if you can pick up a couple of points and get an away win somewhere on the road, then obviously life looks a lot healthier. It's it? not, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not the rocket science of football, is it? I mean, we we you know in the championship we'd say you know win your own games, draw your away games. It's the same in same in every division. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, if you if you do, you know, do that for most of them, then then you put yourself in a very very strong position. Obviously, for us, we're always going to be in a battling battling situation, so the away games are always going to be tougher. So, get picking up the points. You know that that is what Forest needs to start doing now in that second half. It was always going to be difficult. Forest went through a difficult spell in the first half of the season. There's opportunities in the second half of the season away from home, but as you say, you know, flip side of that, home home games might get a little bit more difficult. But then again, you could argue, you know, another thing people say is our record against the, the top teams we get rolled over. Well, we played a lot of the top teams away from home. You know, maybe playing them at home is is where you can can potentially do something or put on a bit of a show or a surprise. Not against every single one, obviously. That's just not going to happen. Let's get realistic. But, but you know, against one of them, you know, you can potentially pick up a surprise. That's the thing, you know, when when you look at the points that Forrest can pick up and how many points Forrest need, as everyone is doing already, um, you know, in there, there will be a few surprises, both for and against Forrest. Yeah, Forrest will be another top eight team. Uh, a top seventeen this season at home, they, they will. They, uh, I'm quite confident of that uh, in terms of um, who they've got coming up and, and just the way that Forest go about games at the City Ground and the crowd obviously just uh, is a massive help. For, Forest will pick up a win that you don't expect them to pick up at, at home, and, and then you know on the flip side of that will probably drop points against teams that you want to be. Forest need three wins, three wins, and, and as I say, three wins and probably four or five draws. Um, if you can, convert, they, they, the they will also great. But you're only really searching for one away win, really. Hopefully, aren't you? Yeah, and, and I know people won't. You know, you do have to just rely on yourself to pick up the points. But Forest will ultimately maybe need to rely on 
on on some results elsewhere. You know, I'm I'm thinking and, and looking at Liverpool, um, which no one likes. Um, but but if they can now just start to pick up form rather than just rolling over against everyone. Well, if, um, we can roll, if they can roll over when we go there, that'd yeah, be helpful. that would be nice. But they do have some, you know, some fixtures which which will help Forest because I think ultimately in the first, obviously Forest picked up as what was you know deemed as a surprise result at the time. Probably helped in, in terms of the confidence anyway, regardless of what we know about Liverpool and, and that spell now. Um, but um, you know. Uh, Forest picked up points, but so were a lot of other teams around the table and probably also giving them a bit of a boost in confidence. Forest are just going to, not just Liverpool, other teams, that they're going to need a, a little bit of luck here and there. But, you know, Forest, yeah, yeah it's just about picking up those points and, and picking up the home wins where we can. Um, I mean, everyone's doing it, aren't they? Looking at the fixtures and, and picking where's the three points coming, where's the one points coming. Um, we've it, gone early though. So. Mm. We've gone early on this, and I know we said it last week on the pod, and it does feel weird because look, the weather is turning. I'm looking out the window now. The sun's out. It's about 13 degrees. We're coming towards you know spring, edging towards March. You're normally in the final throes of the season. Now, I'm not saying we're in the infancy, but there's still 16 games to go of the Premier League season. So you're just over halfway through. A lot of games to play. A lot of points on the board. We're already, I mean, I, I'm as guilty as anyone in terms of I watched the Everton game the other night and I watched the Leeds game on, on Sunday. We're all very guilty already of um, of keeping an eye on other results. And and I think what one question I was going to ask, I was going to ask you later in the pod, but actually I think it, it probably segues quite nicely now, is were you surprised at the reaction to the defeat against Fulham? And it, it wasn't necessarily the reaction of what happened on the pitch, but more the reaction of what happened in terms of Wolves picking up points, Leicester picking up points. Because um, my viewpoint was, and I, I say I am guilty, I do look at the results, but we've still got so much football to play. And ultimately, it is still in Forest's hands. We have still got the points on the board. We've still got a little bit of a gap, which you can't take too <coughs> lightly. But if Forest do what they need to do on the pitch, they will obviously look after themselves and the rest will be what it will be. You're not going to win every game. Forrest have, have, have been, had an unbeaten start to the year and picked up uh, you know, a, a, a really strong point or 11 points in, in January, early February. Defeat was always likely. We knew Fulham was going to be tough. We can't control what other teams do. But there does, you know, from a social point of view, and even when you look at some of the forums, etc., after one defeat, after that run, Panic has already seemingly set in, um, and we've got Man City around the corner. Oh, three points, isn't it, Man City? I think to some of our fans, if we could pick up minus points against Man City, we would be. Um, you know, I think um, no, I'm not surprised because I think you know you look at last season; it was a complete upwards trajectory, weren't it? And then ultimately. Regardless of the fact we are, you know, the context that we're in the Premier League and stuff like that, you know, divering up and down, whatever, it probably feels very different to, to the last, albeit, you know, we've had some some rubbish years, many of them before that. Um, but I think, yeah, that is what's going to happen. I mean, my prediction is that at some point we'll probably end up back in the bottom three. But, but uh, you know, I'm not sure we'll end up finishing there. But but that is going to be the 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 dance if you like at the bottom of the table it's not going to be straightforward what's the point of football if there's no drama and everyone just stayed where they are so that is what's going to happen i said to 
to myself last week, it would be textbook West Ham if they got something against Chelsea and then lost to Forest at home yeah. um, a couple of weeks after. And, and you know, they've got a point at home to Chelsea because it's a London derby, do you know what I mean? So so those kind of games, they probably will pick up the odd things that they're a fighter, you know, they're... They, they liked to to they put the extra they put the extra effort in you know in those games and, and Forest will come and they might expect to win and they'll roll over. I'll have egg in my face in a couple of weeks, I'm sure, where we lose four 0 or something at the London Stadium. But do you know what I mean? That, that's very textbook West Ham, um, and so that, that's what's going to happen. Not just West Ham, obviously, other results leads. Leeds lost. Ultimately, Forest lost the game and didn't didn't lose any ground, if you like, in terms of being ahead of that bottom three. I get some people saying, well, it's that middle patch. But ultimately, at the end of the day, there's going to be swings and roundabouts with all the with all the teams within that chasing pack or you know escape pack, whatever you want to call them. Um, so we can't go mental after one game. Unfortunately, you know. That, this was always going to happen. That's why the results were so important in, in that good run that Forrest had just had against Southampton, um, Leeds, Leicester, Bournemouth, because we knew that the two games coming up afterwards were Fulham and Man City, Fulham away, Man City at home, and were ultimately going to be incredibly difficult to pick up a point at all in those two. Um, that's why that run was so, so important. So now that Forrest have done well in that, that run, you can't throw it out the window and go, oh, here we go. You know, we got the points because we felt like we needed the points to to compete and, and to have any chance of surviving. They did that. You know, they've come away from Fulham in a difficult game and not got something. You know, Man City, luckily we can't get minus points. That many might think we can against Man City. We might just take a bit of a beating on goal difference, but that, that's football. Um, but, it, you know, Forest, Forest have now got themselves in a position. I'm speaking to to Palace fans at work, you know, and, and they're saying you've got yourself into a good position now. Just try and just try and like hover, just just pick up points where you can because you, you, you've done the hard work, and, and that'll be the aim now. You, we've done the hard work now. Now just pick up pick up the points where you can. But ultimately, we will dip dip and dive, rise, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> duck, Dave, what? Duck, yeah. dive, duck, Dave. <laughs> duck, Dave. Dave. <laughs> it's been a long week already. It's on Wednesday, um, but you are right. You, you, you're right, and 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 um, Forest will. They were never going to go on this unbeaten run between you know the start of the year all the way through to the end of the season. They were always going to lose. There was always going to be easier spells amongst hard spells. They were always going to duck and Dave. You're always going to duck and Dave. That's the name of the pod then. And. And I think Fulham and Man City were two games that you looked at. I think you were you were right last week says how important that win against Leeds was because it just gives you that breathing space. Yes, it would have been nice to go to Fulham and pick up something. And on another day, Forrest could have converted some of those chances second half and taken away a point. But they didn't. And they've got Man City. And do you know what? Actually, I'm looking forward to Saturday because... Yes, Forrest are probably going to, you know, they're going to they're be up against it. Now, I'm not saying for one minute that Forrest are 100% going to lose that game because it's a game of football and you never know. But it's going to be mightily tough. But when we got promoted, you want to, you wanted to come up against the, the, the best teams in the country and one of the best teams in Europe. And Man City are, are the best at the minute in this country. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing Man City at Forrest. I'm looking, for seeing, looking forward to seeing how Forrest go about the game. And they'll be wanting to give a good show of themselves. And we can enjoy Saturday, I think. It's a bit of a free hit. 
but then the attention switches to next week and then West Ham and Everton, they are two big games. And and that's where you then look at, you You almost have to chunk the season down, don't you, into kind of two or three games at a time because that's how it's going to be. You might have two or three where you think, right, these are the ones that we, you know, we, we, we definitely need to, to target points from. And these are the ones where you know it might be potentially difficult. After that, you've got Tottenham away, which whatever we think of Tottenham, Tottenham away is a, a, a very difficult game. So, but Forest will pick up a surprise here and there. I'm convinced but along the way that Forest will pick up a surprise win here and there to get them over the line. But um, you just got to go with, you, you just got to go then. You've got to kind of roll with it. And, 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 and we've said it all year, but you've got to try and enjoy it. Easier said than done. But Forest have just given themselves a great chance, a great shot in the arm. Um, I know people talk about that that run between the new year and obviously Leeds and go, well, yeah, Forest picked up points, but it was against the lesser teams in the league. Well, put it the other way. If Forest hadn't picked up points over that spell, it'd be looking really bleak at the minute. So Forest, as you'd say, Forest have done the job. They've given themselves a chance. And now they've just got to keep chipping away to get to that magic I don't know, 36, 38 points. I think that's probably be enough this year, um, looking at the state at the bottom of the league. But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting running, but I think people need to, to keep their heads a little bit, don't they? And um, don't get too high when we win and don't get too low when we um, when we ultimately lose. And that's easier said than done, but I think that's what we've got to remember this year. The, the ultimate goal is to to finish 17th, right? Seven, if Forest finish 17th, that's a successful season. Some people say seventh, weren't they, after beating Leicester at home? I mean, come on. Uh, obviously, jokingly. But, you know, yeah, it's, you know, just just picking up those points. And we all knew maybe, you know, after that difficult, very difficult start to the season, Forrest had, you know, made life difficult for themselves. So, so to be in the position they are now is 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 brilliant. Um, but ultimately, things will get more difficult. Um, as, as we get into the end game of the season, you know, they don't get much more difficult than the next one at home for Forest. Um, statistically, Arsenal are better than Man City, by the way, what you said there. But, um, well, current you know, champions, Man City, current champions, yeah, champions um, this season likely to be Man City, but that's anyway, it doesn't matter. We, we lost 5 0 to one earlier and we lost 6 0 to other early on. So it's not too to much Here's one for you. Mark this down in your little day book there. Right. Forest will beat Arsenal at the City Ground to end their title challenge. There you go. Have that. I want, well, if I'll tell you what I'll have. I'll have whatever you're having, mate. Because, uh... I've had nothing yet. I'm starving. Right. <laughs> let's move on. But I'm having that. You can mark that down. And when we do it, you can we'll, we'll go back to this episode and we'll pull that little snapshot out. Um, let's go back to the game because we've kind of gone off on a right old tangent there, haven't we? Um, we talked about the centre-halves, obviously losing both centre absolute bizarre. I couldn't quite believe what I was watching at the time. Uh, well, I can because it's Forest at the minute and obviously uh, we do like a injury crisis. Um, but to lose both centre-halves in the same move and therefore have to make two subs in the, you know, in the opening five minutes of the game. Um, overall, I mean, there's two things within that to unpack. How do you think Felipe and Worrell did when they came on um, to replace them? Where does that leave Forrest in the short and long term now that obviously Forrest didn't register Steve Cook within the 25, as we talked about last week, and it ultimately leaves them with, with Nia Carty still struggling for, for full fitness. Yatesy, who can operate as a... Well, he's played in a three, but he, he has played at the back. Still out. 
uh, Koyate, who, who can play in there, but still out. Forest have ultimately got two fit centre-halves going into the weekend. Is that, uh, it's got to be a concern, surely? Yes, yeah, concern. I mean, um, in terms of how they did in the game, I think um, it was always going to be difficult, right? Felipe's not played for Forest yet. He's not played in the Premier League until until that moment. And I'm sure Steve Cooper was planning on blooding him in a little bit slowly. I, I would imagine he was probably waiting until the Man City game. Had, had uh, right the yeah, I like uh, it. It's a, it's a confidence booster, that one. It's, uh, yeah. Um, and then obviously he's never played alongside Joe Worrell and, and what's not. So, you know, they did, Felipe probably did as well as I could have expected him to, you know, in, in that moment because it's difficult, difficult to just be thrown in like that. I think Worrell probably, um, probably struggled a little bit, but then again, he was playing alongside someone he's not played alongside before. So it's a difficult one, you know, I think um, in terms of the, in terms of the injury crisis, crisis, um, you know, to be fair, none of us really know the long, the, um, the, the actual um, long-term, uh, injuries do we or, or what the actual dates are um, so how, how much of a crisis that is I do not know I'm the word on... crisis but you are right you never um, know. you can't trust Steve Cooper as far as you can throw him no and, and I think what, uh, what I'd say is you know people are saying um, oh sack the physios sack the physios well, one thing I will say is that that Forrest got extremely lucky last season with yeah, with with the lack of injuries. Um, or you could say lucky, you could say it was good work. You know, so obviously certain key players did get injured for out, like like Keenan Davies and, and Lewis Grabbin. But ultimately, they they got away with it in terms of some of the other key personnel within that team that if they did get injured, they would have really struggled. And I think, you know, unfortunately, look, look kind of go, goes full for a 16 football and um, Forrest are, are picking up injuries now and sometimes that's to do with physio work and sometimes unfortunately that's just the uh, look of the game I mean you look at look at the likes of Liverpool they've they've had a, a long injury list I think sometimes as well you have to remember that some a lot of these players haven't played in the Premier League they've probably been you know put to the full you know full 100% force of, of, of the athleticism of the Premier League and the fitness levels that are needed probably a bit of a shock to their systems um, and, and ultimately as a result you are going to pick up injuries um, obviously it is the job of, of, of the team and, and the staff to, to reduce that and I think they have been cautious at times with, with some of the players that have come off so I don't think you can ask for much more than that and obviously in terms of how many injuries Forrest have had I mean some of them haven't actually really been injuries have they because they've come back within a couple of games and probably missed the game just the game before that just for tactical reasons for, for the following so some of the injuries are, are just, you know, BS injuries, aren't they, really? But, but you know, it, it's just the, the look of the draw. But, you know, going into the Man City game in, in a situation for us isn't ideal. But um, it's, it's, it's football for you. And who knows, you know, if, if Felipe can, can show his quality against Man City, then, I mean, what a stage to do it on. I thought he was brilliant. I, I thought Felipe played really well, I thought. Warrell was a little bit shaky at times, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. The fact he's been thrown in at the deep end after five minutes, and it's a it's a different, another different combination partnership that Forrest have had to put together on the pitch. So I'll give Warrell the benefit of the doubt for that one. But um, thought Felipe was good. I thought uh, he will be a definite asset if he if he plays like that for the remainder of the season. It'll certainly be interesting to see how those two go against City um, at the weekend. Some suggestion on the injury front that, that a one year is not a million miles off 
Um, also, Koyate and a couple of others are kind of a couple of weeks away. So potentially the other side of the West Ham game, Spurs game, uh, Everton game, that, that those guys could be back, which would be a huge boost, especially a one year who we were seeing starting to get into that groove alongside Gibbs, White and Johnson. But um, this is definitely from a centre-half point of view. It'd be interesting to see uh, it'd be interesting to see where Bolly and McKenna are at in terms of whether they make the bench or, or perhaps even start the game. Seems unlikely at this stage, but um, you can't knock, I suppose, the impact that that had so early on in the game. In terms of positive impact from the bench, we talked about Felipe. Um, let's talk about John Joe Shelby. A lot of raised eyebrows potentially when we signed him. Um, a lot of talk about what he can bring um, to this Forest team in terms of, you know, getting on the ball and, and range of passes, etc. Had a, obviously a, a, a good cameo appearance in that second half, 30-minute cameo um, on Saturday. How, how impressed with you with John Joe Shelby? Can you see just in that 30-minute spell what, what he can bring to Forest this season? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, he, he showed his quality coming off the bench. I think... Um, the central midfield was struggling a little bit in, in the game in terms of just being able to to pass the ball, keep the ball. Um, so I think, you know, what we saw from him was he was able to drop in deep, pick the ball up and pick out a pass. I think that would be incredibly useful in terms of the players that Forrest have in forward positions in terms of pace, um, you know, the agile nature of, of the front three. Um, I think a one you coming back from injury could be huge for that as well. I think, you know, Shelby, not ruling out Chris Wood either, like, like many are, but... You know, there's no doubt that that Chris Wood struggled in that one. I think a one year could could benefit from a midfielder like John Joe Shelby behind him. Um, yeah, he showed his quality, you know, and showed his experience. The key with him, like like I said last week, is um, it, it, you know, is keeping him fit. You know, as many people I think will want him to start on on Saturday against Man City from that from that small cameo. Keep um, him on the bench. Keep him. Keep him well, you know, there's one or two options. Where, it's where it's where my head's on that one. Well, I, I would agree with that. I think you know, Steve Cooper's been very tactical in some of his selections and who's apparently injured and who's not, and then who comes into play in the very important games. So I could see that being the case again. Or, you know, he starts Shelby and takes them off after a certain amount of time in order to be even more match fit for that very important game. So that's a decision for them to make, and that's why they're in the big books. But um you know, from what I saw, he, you know, he, he was impressive, and I think his um, his delivery will be will be very important. Um, you know, he just needs to keep on doing doing you know what he did in that small cameo appearance, and hopefully get more match fit. And if we can keep him fit, then he'll be you know a, a, no doubt an asset because I think that that midfield through sometimes just lacks a little bit of the Premier League experience. Maybe you know Mangala, um, even Froiler, even though everyone loves him. Um, you know, sometimes just you know, sometimes just lack the know-how in, in, in certain instances. I thought his ball, his ball in for um, Aurier's header at the far post was absolutely outstanding. I, I thought probably one of the best deliveries of a football from wide position we've seen all season. Uh, from the forest, maybe. Well, we don't really play with wingers, do we? You know, that's the thing. It wasn't really from the wing, though, was it? It was kind of played into him in field. But what what I mean is, it was just the speed and accuracy of the cross that came I think the one thing, you know, that Forrest have added as well, you know, away from just Shelby, Scarpa can 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 do yeah. bits like that. It's just getting them into the right positions, I find. We, we were trying to do that in the first half. If you notice, you know, Scarpa was 
kept on, you know, Forrest kept on playing balls down the left with Scarpa down there. It just didn't work because Scarpa's not a, a natural winger. You know, he's not someone who, who would probably usually find himself in those positions, especially at this level. But, you know, what they both have is is that delivery quality. It's just now trying to find a way in the system or, you know, not changing the, the whole system, but, you know, just finding that tactical tweak that can get them in the right places at the right time to, to be able to have the freedom of putting in that kind of ball. That could be pivotal to Forrest. Yeah, great. I just he was just he was very positive in everything that he did second half, which I know was easier said. You know, you know, Forest were trying to be positive. They were getting on the front foot. They were pushing it. Fulham, Fulham had no answers for Forest for for quite a long period in that second half on Saturday. In terms of the ball, just kept on coming. You know, being defended but coming back out to Forest. And Shelby was very good at recycling the ball and getting Forest going again. And I, I thought he was, I, I thought he was really good. At, and I was um, pleasantly surprised in terms of albeit only a cameo and we can't get too excited, but you can definitely see the quality and, and why obviously he came with the, the reputation he did from Newcastle. I wouldn't play him this um, this Saturday. I'm in two minds actually this Saturday in terms of what Cooper does because with those two big games on the horizon, you wouldn't want to risk an injury, if you like, in terms of against Man City. But by the same mean, you don't want to roll over. It's a home game at the City ground. Um, and you don't want to roll over and just accept defeat because you know you, ne- you never know. As I've said, Southampton shocked City in the cup earlier on the season, and there's no reason why Forest can't can't at least give City a game. So difficult for Cooper because he'll want to give a good account of himself, and obviously goal difference will still come into play, no doubt. But someone like Shelby, who's not played a lot of football, I'd be uh, hesitant to, to put him in right in against City, almost holding back and 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 and. Um, another week's training and work towards starting him away at West Ham the week after. I just wonder whether we talked about Chris Wood. I don't want to spend too much time debating the, the, the pros and cons of Chris Wood because I feel like everyone's doing that to death and they're probably not doing his confidence any good whatsoever. But having John Joe Shelby in the team, we, we, we saw clips of those two together, albeit not a huge amount of time, but there are, you know, there were elements of clips where Shelby, you know, put it in the right areas, let's say for Chris Wood. Those two know each other. Um, they'll, they'll know each other's game uh, inside out, if you like. Having John Joe Shelby on the pitch is only going to be a positive for Chris Wood, surely. Yeah, yeah. I think you know one thing that the the, the recruitment in in January, if you like, is. is kind of show me is that there's kind of like a, a buddy system, if you like, in terms of, you know, Wood and Shelby being there and obviously Lodi, Lodi Felipe, Scarpa, Danilo, yeah. Lodi. Um, and obviously before that, the likes of O'Brien and Toffolo and Lingard and Anderson. So, you know, when you're building a team like Forest of Ad, you need to have the relationship, relationships within it in order to have that, I suppose, natural person or people you can lean on immediately and then you grow into the to the team team and teammates around you so ultimately in terms of his his morale and and you know fitting into the squad having a, a personality he knows will help and on the pitch in terms of the delivery and and knowing where to go and knowing that Shelby will read where he is will be very important for him as well I think ultimately Forrest in the way that they play it's very difficult for Chris Wood at the moment but what we also have to remember is in a few games he's played they've been very different and in very different games and just you know, sometimes it's not been, it's cutting dry in terms of having that attacking fluidity. But obviously the players around him probably aren't used to having a striker like him 
up there as well. And, and when things were really clicking for Forest just after the World Cup break, having a one year running down the flanks and and running behind strikers was was a real strength that Chris Wood is a very different player to that. So yeah, Shelby in the his delivery should hopefully help. Scarper again in terms of balls into the box should help. It's just now about him also being able to being able to read the players around him and Johnson and Gibbs White knowing what the situation is within, you know, whether he's whether the ball's going into him and he's finding them or whether they just run ragged around him and, and he's up there and to, to feed off of things. You know, that'll be the interesting thing with him. Because at the moment, they aren't reading each other and you almost feel like he's playing his own game with, with the team around him. Yeah. And, and so now it's just, you know, can Shelby, for example, you know, can can that be a bit of a link up? You know, you know, is there something there? Or, you know, in this last week, has there been work around that in terms of, having a bit of a better understanding between all those attacking players in the midfield. I think that's, you know, ultimately, if Forrest can't work that out you know, at the moment, you know, hopefully one year's back soon, like, like you say, but at the moment Forrest don't have a striker. So they need that to, to click as soon as possible. Yeah, I thought it was interesting Saturday that, that Sam Surridge wasn't brought on. Um, Favoured, obviously, uh, Dennis and I. I thought Dennis actually played quite well when he came on. Looked lively on that left-hand side. Um, cut in, got a couple of chances to say earlier in the pod, should have probably done better. And obviously, IU um, came on for his debut as well. So, it's slightly surprised that the Sam Stories didn't come on. But I could almost see, you know, we talked last week about Forrest and, and how they play with a forward. I, I can almost see once a one year's in, he, he has to go straight back in. But in terms of the playing the false nine, you, you could almost see at times this season, Forrest going back to that as almost being the, the default position. And then Chris Wood becoming a man for for those away games, as we've said before, where you, you need a bit of an out ball and, or when you're potentially chasing a goal and, and you've got to change your style and, and be a little bit more direct. Chris, convinced Chris Wood will still have a have a huge pivotal role to play for Forest this year. He, he's just had a rough start, but it's not, you've got to, you, what you've got to remember as well, and we, we say this with a lot of players, but, you know, Lodi was written off at the start of the season because he wasn't good enough after five or six games. You know, so was a one year, really. Do you know what I mean? A one year Christmas break, really. The world yeah. break. Um, yeah, one year was was written off as not good enough and didn't actually fit into the way we played either. Apparently, the only striker that fit into the way that we played is Keenan Davies, um, well, which ultimately isn't true because Keenan Davies and Lewis Graben were were incredibly different, but actually both fit into the team. It just takes a bit of time, especially especially in that forward area. I still think there'll be pivotal moments, Chris Wood. I don't think there'll be many of them. That's, that's just my honest opinion, but I still think there'll be some key moments. Those key moments be. could be the difference. Yeah, I agree with that, mate. I, I agree, but, but we got to, but what I was going to kind of come on to there is that the reason why we're you know, taking these players so long to, to almost customise themselves to, to the team is the fact that they're being thrown in at the same time as a, a number of other players. So... Yes, Chris would got an, a, a head start in terms of January and was coming into a side that was, at the time, settled. There's still an element, you feel like there's an element now of Steve Cooper almost, because of the injuries and the players that he's brought in, almost not going back to a stage where he doesn't really, at the minute, know his best 11. And, and you feel like that will settle down. It will settle down. Steve Cooper, we know, will will work that out. And I think he'll work it out quite quickly. Um well, you know, like half the squad being injured almost, you know, and then, you know, being replaced by six or seven new signings in January kind of means that you're starting again in some respects. And also, I kind of feel like Steve Cooper's not happy with 
with the the setup currently and kind of wants to tinker back to his kind of maybe a bit more like his own way and what he's more comfortable with but you know we're just not quite there as a team in terms of him wanting to him wanting us to be a bit more effective maybe in certain situations he's very I think reluctant at the moment because we're having to stay so stay so solid um you know especially in some of the games that that we've got coming up um the next one being a perfect example of that so it's a difficult situation, just one that yeah, I suppose you kind of just hope that, that the click happens. Do you play Morgan Gibbs-White on Saturday? Yes. You play Gibbs-White and Johnson and then, you know, you need runners. You need runners. Simple as that. Otherwise, you might as well just go there and just accept the 10-0 defeat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shall we end it on that? That feels like a real positive uh, place to leave it, Tom. Um <laughs> Good episode. Give us a score prediction. We can't end on you. Uh, we can't end on that little sound bite of you saying accepting defeat of 10-0. So. I mean, well, I'm accepting defeat. 3-0 Man City. 3-0. Yeah, yeah, I think Forrest will uh, it'll be a, a tough afternoon. Yeah, I think 3. I'll, I'll probably agree with three. Probably take. I think, you know, the aim of the game for, for Saturday is, you know, to play football, obviously. But, um, no, it's to, it's to compete yeah. to the best that you can and show that from that 6-0 defeat at the Etihad earlier on in the season that you have, that you have you know, show, show the development that you've made. Um, you know, everyone's talking about Erlen Haaland being injured or not. In some respects, Man City played better without him, albeit he scores tons of goals. Um, so, so that helps. Um, I'm not saying anything on the Harlem front, because whatever you say on this pod, we'll, we'll ultimately backfire either way, I reckon. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think regardless, they win 3-3 three, three, or, you know, maybe even 4-0. But, you know, the aim of the game is to show that, that you know, some threat and, and show that you're competing. Um, come, at least come out with the commentators, not absolutely slating you. <laughs> match of the day that's what I want just got to give a good account of themselves and yeah. just use the ex- use it as a you, you never know it's only a game of football it's 90 minutes it's two sides all the usual cliche you never know For, but Forrest are going to approach it in, in the best possible way they can and if they do that give a good account of themselves utilise it and take something from the game if they can't take any points from it take something from the game that they can then take into to, to, to West Ham and, and also you know I'm sat here saying I accept defeat, which probably is the people that are miserable sort of. But, um, you know, one thing I want from the players is to go there and just, you know, show a bit of arrogance and be like, you know what, actually, just let's see what happens. Let's play as well as we can, see what happens. And and, and that's how you do get the results in these games, if at all possible. So, if, yeah, yeah, you know, my, my prediction stays the same, but, you know, just <laughs> yeah. as you said. So you, you, <laughs> so you, you, you tried, you tried. Yeah, I tried. Right, on that note, let's uh, let's call it a day. As always, you can email us at timeadded on uh, pod at outlook.com. Or give us a follow on Twitter at timeadded on pod, or give our site a, a read at timeadded on pod.weeksite.com forward slash home. Brilliant. We will see you next week. Come on, you Reds. <laughs>